0: Marty! You've got to come back with me! Where? Back to the future!
1: Welcome back to another episode of Marty. That's Mike and Rust time. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's that's the uh, best you, time. You
1: forgot to say yeah along with me, but that's all right.
0: I was well, I was hmm. waiting for you to say it.
1: Oh yeah, to to like give you a a cue or something. Yeah, and you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I just said it. I just I just did. Well, you jumped right I assumed in.
0: You, you jumped in ahead of me.
1: I assumed, and that made an ass out of you and me. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm drinking some coffee here. What are you drinking there? I heard are some like maybe some ice clinging? Cling, uh, no, I
0: have a uh, giant uh, bottle of water, and it's an actual bottle. It's not a little Ooh. plastic bottle. It's a big it's a glass, bottle. glass bottle. a glass reu- bottle.
1: Is it a reusable bottle? You, you good for the
0: environment? Uh, I believe I can recycle it, yes.
1: Um, they say that reusing plastic bottles – uh, can be dangerous cuz you know they may be okay the first time you use them but then if you reuse them some of that plastic will can leach into your water i guess
0: well they they say yeah if they get heated up and then cooled down and right. heated up it somehow forms carcinogenic material
1: releases bpas and stuff well actually i heard i read that uh recently that even if the plastic doesn't have bpas it could be dangerous for your body if you heat it up like heat up your food in it or coffee or something like that so I don't know, man. There's all kinds of stuff we got to worry about it's killing us.
0: We're all doomed.
1: Doomed, doomed. I say. <laughs> um. So we've got uh, a couple of things this week, of course. Uh, in in Mike and Russ' time, uh, oh, that when, was good. One uh, time travel related, of course. Uh, a movie, one of Mike's favorite movies.
0: This is this is definitely in my top. I'd even say this is my top three. Uh, is this your top
1: three time travel movies or top three movies of all time?
0: Top three movies of all time. Ooh,
1: that's a big. That is a. That's huge. That's. I mean, yeah. I don't. I like this movie. Um, and you introduced me to this movie. Um, I wouldn't say, uh, twelve, thirteen years ago. And anyway, back when we were living in New York. Um, New York State, uh, not New York City. Just to clarify, because <laughs> people always say, "When well, I don't know about you, when you tell them you're from New York, they're like, like I love New York City.'" You're like, oh, "No, I, I didn't live in the city." Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like New York City.
1: Um, I like New York City. I would actually like to live there someday, at least, at least for a little while, just to you know, just to experience it, and then, then maybe I would hate it, and then, you know, because you know, it's kind of like I'm in Los Angeles now, and a year from now, I could be saying, "All right, I'm done." I'm done with Los Angeles, or maybe I'll be saying um, I'm done with downtown Los Angeles. Who who knows?
0: It's true. We we got to get you uh, moving somewhere other than downtown Los Angeles because it's not a not the best place.
1: I like downtown so far. We'll see. We'll see. Well, you 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 still have to visit me in my new place, and and I'll show you the neighborhood, and then I'll show you which direction not to walk because <laughs> cause if you walk a little bit too far, you'll you'll um, you'll be in Skid Row. But um, you know, it's it's downtown is an up and coming area. It's but you know, it's one of those areas that's in flux. It's it's. I think it's yet to be seen how improved it will be and how gentrified it will be and how much it will it will you know kind of um, develop. You know. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll see. see.
0: That's that's the thing. It's right now. It's it's very crowded. Like, yeah. So that's that's my. It's like well, uh, not a big fan of New York okay. City because it's everything's. Like jammed into yeah, one area. Yeah.
1: So even if, like, even if, even if, like, okay, you were, okay. Uh, no, you have visited me actually a few times at my new place. You haven't seen my apartment yet because it's a mess. But, <laughs> but, and I know that you're, you're, you're not like the, um, uh, a neat freak or anything, but, um, I'm embarrassed. I want, I want it to be presentable, you know. I understand. Um, it, it's not going to be perfect, it'll look lived in. But at least it won't look like a hurricane came through when you when you visit. Um, <laughs> but even if you were like, this is the nicest neighborhood of any in, in any city urban environment I've ever seen, but I don't like it because it's too crowded. Is that yeah. would that be a good assessment? Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm not a big yeah. fan of crowds and and things. Like when I was living up in Simi Valley, everything was spread out. Right. So I mean, we lived in a condo complex, which was kind of compact in a little area, but it was still. You know, it was yeah. spread out. It was nice.
1: See, I, that's why we, you and I could never be gay lovers, because we could not live together, I don't think. Hmm. Uh, I like it, you know... Uh- I don't know. I mean, I understand the whole, open, you know, the open space and, you know, but uh, I, I would – I like – I kind of like things close by, you know. I like to be able to walk to things. And, but you know, then again, you you know, you've told me that you can walk to the movie theater and walk and get dinner and stuff too. So you're not like out in the boondocks or something where – Oh, no.
0: Well, yeah, right right, right now where I am, mm-hmm. everything is walkable.
1: Yeah. Well, I that's think, good. That's a, yeah. I think that's good because I know that uh, – well, you know, you, you – Uh, visited me a couple times when I lived in Denver and you saw both of my apartments there and and the first one, while it was a nice apartment, it was actually a nice size too Uh, it was out in the middle of nowhere I mean, not nowhere I mean, people would go, this isn't the middle of nowhere especially people who live in the country, they would go this is like the big city (laughs) no, yeah, I have to drive to go get lunch, or I have to drive to go to the grocery store I have to drive to go get coffee so that's one of the reasons I moved to downtown Denver because I didn't want to drive everywhere so um, subsequently, I put hardly any miles on my old crappy van, uh, but um, but that's good because you know for a while anyway. At least while I'm in downtown LA, I won't put a lot of miles on my yet uh, soon to be new van. Um, so anyway, but anyway, that that has nothing to do with uh, Mike and Russ time except for the fact that um,
0: it's Mike and Russ time. It's Mike and Russ time, yeah. Because <laughs> we can we can talk about whatever we want.
1: Because it's our time down here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we need to get some sound clips. We still need. To, we need the two sound clips. The you know from the Goonies. It's our time down here, and then uh, uh, Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and talking to Mr. Hand. Even though, even though you're not as uh, big of a fan of that movie as most people who grew up in the '80s. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I missed that one. You just
1: have to be a contrarian, don't you, Mike?
0: I do. I do. Uh,
1: but. You know what? You also uh, do appreciate a lot of the some of the mainstream things that that uh, we have enjoyed from the '80s. Of can't course, buy, I'm a can't huge me '80s fan. Huge.
0: Yeah.
1: It's. Uh, what did you think? You know, and we should talk about this movie in depth, especially when I once I see the sequel. I'm not sure if you've seen the sequel, uh, "Hot Tub Time Machine." What did you think of that?
0: Um, I enjoyed it. It was it was a lot of fun. There were lots of boobs, which are never a bad thing. Boobs are good. Um, I, I did enjoy Hot Tub Time Machine, and I didn't see the sequel, so I yeah, I haven't I yet either. Um, I can't judge that one yet.
1: Maybe it's one of those movies because I think it, for me it's one of those movies where I enjoyed it, but I'm not going to watch it over and over again, and I wasn't ready to rush out and see the sequel. Although I do want to see the sequel, I mean, you know, we'll see. I felt like th- they did a pretty good job. I mean, I, I I don't know about you. Whenever you see movies that take place in the '80s and stuff, they often they they often focus on a weird short period of the 80s. As far as fashion goes, they always get the music wrong. You and I t- t- talked about this once before. They always get, like, the music is always, like, th- you know, when I watch the movie Rockstar, I'm like, that Def Leppard song was not even released until 1991. <laughs> <laughs> right? And you're like, who cares? It's Def Leppard. They're 80s. I'm like, yeah, but that song is not 80s. Anyway. Um, but a lot of times they'll focus on, like, I think of, you know, like... Um, michael Jackson's you know uh jacket from the beat it video or something like that and all this stuff is like nineteen eighty three maybe eighty four sometimes it's like nineteen eighty two they focus on these weird fat okay like parachute pants and uh
0: well those were yeah like I mean it. it's it's understandable because those were the the huge things
1: they had those short lived fads that sort of stuck out in people's head yeah. even though even though they only took place in like like I said, like 1983 or 84, or either that, or they'll kind of focus on some of the stuff in the late 80s, uh, like the big hair and the um, acid-washed jeans and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> I the, remember big you know,
1: hair. Yeah, um, I didn't. I never had big. Well, I kind of had. I didn't have big hair, but I could have. I, I you know, we and we may have talked about this on the podcast before, but I, I think I, I wanted to have long hair, but. I kind of had curly growing up. I always had curly hair. That was one of my we used that in the um a picture of me when I was like 3 years old on one of the podcasts. Um but when as I got older it it got a little less curly and just kind of was like thickened up. <laughs> it was like it got thicker and more wavy than curly, but I think if it, you know, if I let it grow longer it would have been more curly. But while I wanted long hair or I wanted to try it anyway, I could never get past like this it would just start to develop this hair helmet look because it was so. Uh, I don't know. I think if I actually grew it long, I would end up looking like Richard Marx. Do you remember that guy?
0: I do. He had great and, hair. Uh,
1: um, yeah, but I don't think that was a good look necessarily because his hair was. While it was long, it sort of. It was so such so, so thick that it had this sort of helmet look to it. Back I, in the
0: eighties, that was good hair.
1: Yeah. Yeah. True. True. He's a good-looking guy. Uh, I think he still is. I mean, I can say that. I'm, I'm comfortable, I'm comfortable <laughs> You're comf- enough. You're comfortable. In my uh, sexuality to say that. Uh, no, he had, um, <laughs> I I liked his music too. I had a, I had his first album and then uh, I didn't get any of his other albums, but then later, like, you know, more recently I got his greatest hits. So, you know, uh, one of those things. Did you know that he wrote some songs for the band Vixen? Think Speaking of big hair and 80s and, do you remember that band?
0: I do remember the band. I don't. I didn't know that he wrote some songs. Yeah, for them. he wrote
1: several of them. Uh, I think he wrote a couple of their hits too. They're, um, you know, they were the uh, all female pop metal band. Um, I guess you'd say hair. They were kind of a hair band, but which is sort of a weird thing to say, cause, you know, for a female band, because it's not uncommon for women to have long hair. So,
0: and it was the '80s, so they had big long hair. Yeah, big long hair or long big hair.
1: Um. Anyway, I think that but uh, yeah, I think he wrote their like their big their big hit which was uh Edge of a Heartache or something like that.
0: Bring it on a heartache? Bring it,
1: no, no, that's a different that's a different uh total different group altogether. Oh my god. <laughs> that's more like I think you're thinking of that Winger song. Oh Headed Winger. for a Heartbreak.
0: He had big hair.
1: Yeah. He kinda had a helmet too. Uh a little bit, a little bit. Um um Kip Winger. Uh, I think, you know, I think Winger got a bad rap because Kip was such a pretty boy, the lead singer. And I think that it's one of those things where are like, ugh, look, and he's got perfect teeth. Yeah, whatever, dude. You know? <laughs> and I think people overlooked uh, some of the music. And I remember talking to our late friend Dan DiGiacomo about this. And uh, we were talking because we – he and I both appreciated the guitar work of, of Winger's guitarist, Reb Beach. You know, He had a nice, crunchy guitar sound. Um, uh, but – yeah, I think bands like that, like Winger and uh, White Lion, I think th- they suffered the same thing because he had really good-looking lead singers, and uh, and they, and you know, and they were on the pop end of the spectrum when it comes to hard rock and metal because they weren't real metal. I mean, they weren't real heavy, you know, but they were. They had some, you know, had some heavy stuff, but they were. They definitely leaned more towards the 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 hair band side of stuff. Um,
0: I don't. I don't know why being a really good-looking rocker would be a bad thing.
1: Well, because I think, you know, I think there are guys, especially in the guy, you know, guys that are metalheads or something, they probably questioned the authenticity. They're like, oh, yeah, whatever. They probably got a record deal because he's good looking. Well.
0: Uh, they they probably thought he was like, uh, like we used to call some people like the pretty boy jock douchebags.
1: Right. Exactly. And then they, they figured that's what they, they pegged that on those, the pretty boys uh, in those hair bands, you know, like. Uh, but you know there were some ugly hair bands too. Look, remember the lead singer from from Cinderella? That is a goofy looking guy.
0: Uh, offhand, no, but mm. I'm, I'll take your word for it.
1: Uh, you'll see. Yeah, I'll actually Google <laughs> Google it for you just so you can see it. His name is Tom Kiefer. He's a great musician. Say um, Cinderella. Another. There's another band. They were. They had such a girly name for one thing, right? And they took the glam look. To even more, more of an extreme than a lot of the other bands, because they looked even more like girls, but ugly girls. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then they, but they, they had the clothes were even more frou frou and more purple and more pink and more glittery or whatever. But their music was more actually very blues based, and they were much uh, musically they were they were um, even less poppy because the the, the lead singer he was a very raspy voice and. and a lot of those pop metal bands or so-called hair bands back then were very much the, you know, the lead singers were just kind of those tenors that were like singing like, Raa! you know, a lot of falsetto stuff. And, <laughs> you know, um, and whereas, whereas the guy, you know, the guy from uh, Tom Kiefer from uh, Cinderella, he was much more raspy. Um, and uh, do you remember any of their hits? See, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quiz
0: don't you. know what you got till it's gone.
1: Uh, yeah, that's probably one of their first big ones. Yeah.
0: That's about all I can name,
1: don't know what I'm not gonna sing um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't have the the raspy voice yet,
1: yeah, I can't do it raspy enough. I won't be able to hit the notes either unless maybe unless maybe I punch myself in the balls.
0: no, don't do that <laughs> and then but then
1: if I had to get back down to bring the voice down it would be I'd be stuck there for a little while <laughs> <laughs> uh did you did you hear me sing a little bit on on uh, I started to on the podcast with um you know, uh, up late with Russ and Pat. And then I, I kind of referenced this one because I said, you know, I've been, for some reason, whenever I'm talking to you, I always think of, you know, I start, I break out into song when I always remember, you know, a song have, that we're talking about. I have about that effect
0: something. on a lot of people. They just break out in song? <laughs> they break out in the song.
1: Hey, what, well, before we get into our, our, um, uh, discussion of somewhere in time, um, I want to give another plug, a little, little shout out to your uh your other podcast, DOS Process. What did you guys, what was your most recent one? The, you guys had a new one went up live last night? I haven't listened to it yet though.
0: Um, uh or who yesterday. Did we, who did was we? Was it yesterday? Have? Uh it should yeah, it should have gone up yesterday. Cuz
1: your new new episodes go up on Thursdays.
0: Yeah, we actually had um geeknation.com, it, I guess. geeknation.com under podcast DOS Process. We had uh, a young actor named Shannon Cook who used to be in uh, Degrassi, which was apparently a very popular show. Was this the more
1: recent Degrassi or the one back from the 80s, Degrassi Junior High?
0: I'm pretty sure this was the more recent one.
1: Okay. Which I – yeah, I never really watched the recent one, but I remember – I never
0: watched it either, but he was, yeah. uh, he was on the show. He was a great guest. Had a lot of fun with him.
1: Cool. Cool. I'm sure – what's he doing now?
0: Uh, he is actually in a movie with um, Charlize Theron.
1: Oh, nice! I love and, her. Uh, I it's love
0: called her. Uh, Dark Places.
1: I love her. Okay, I'm pulling. I'm pulling up the image because uh, you guys take you and um, uh, actually you're, you're sort of cut out of this image.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in some of them, not in all of them. I mean, Ahmed's the real host. I'm just kind of there.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're like you're you're sort of the Ed McMahon. You're they kind of they the kinda way, put me right?
0: in the pictures for the guests that I get. Oh, okay. So then like you're if, like... if you go through all these pictures, you'll see the one before that was Mikey Day, who I knew from right. Robot Chicken. So I'm in that right. one. Yeah. And then a couple more. There's one from uh, <laughs> a girl named Magda, who I knew, and I'm in that one.
1: Magda Apanowitz uh, Yeah. I don't know. How, I probably butcher her name. but Apanowicz. Apanowicz. Okay, okay. Uh, and then – so, yeah, so the ones that were – because it's funny because there's a, the the one before that is with Joel Hurwitz. Her, Her, Joel Hurwitz. He's
0: actually a friend of mine from Robot Chicken as well.
1: How come you're not in that photo? Did you I, don't just out it all, I
0: don't I don't get to take the pictures. I just kind of
1: – So you, maybe you were off getting a cup of coffee or something or drinking. I, I I probably am standing <laughs> right next to him. They yeah. just cut me out of it. That's what's funny about the most la- the latest one. Yeah, with, you with, with, see my arm <laughs> with Shannon Cook. You actually see your arm. Uh, you know, like you're. It's almost like you're folding your folding your arms. You're like because you see yeah. you're folding your arms, and I, I'm like I'm picturing you like whatever. You're just gonna cut me out of this anyways. And I've I've noticed
0: <laughs> recently in these in the last couple of pictures I've been in that I am I am a getting fatter and B not taking good pictures anymore.
1: Well, I don't know about that. I think I think the the whole fatter thing is is sometimes it's a optical illusion too because um like there's one there's one photo the one with Magda um and it's like um I think it's just the the sweatshirt you're wearing it makes you look you know it makes, makes you makes me you, look gigantic and yeah. fat yeah it makes you yeah exa- well no it doesn't but it looks you sort of have a bill Cosby build there but you know you don't have the rapist vibe, but you have <laughs> 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 you, you you don't look like a rapist at all, but you <laughs> you have sort of his build in there, but I think it's an optical illusion with the uh with the the sweatshirt, sweatshirt. cuz I just saw the other day and you didn't you didn't look like that. So, yeah. Oh,
0: well, know. thanks. I'm glad I don't look that weird.
1: But um but I think we're all our worst, own worst critics cuz I hate photos of myself. Once in a while, I think I I can, you know, uh I I could, you know, get lucky with a good photo and, um, and, uh, it'll go, Hey, that turned out pretty good. And then I'll just kind of use that forever on Facebook or whatever. So, that, <laughs> you know, it's five years old, but I'm still using it cause it's a, uh, Hey, this is a pretty good photo. Anything recent looks horrible. So <laughs> I just look old and old and old and uh, I don't know, whatever. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, so that's, a, that's the latest. so it is live. The new, the new one with Shannon Cook, um, but that was a good yes. was that a good podcast episode? That was a
0: pretty good podcast, yeah. We also had uh we did two that night, so we have another one going oh, up cool. next week from a, a girl I knew at or uh, Robot Chicken, Deirdre Devlin. Okay. Uh, that, uh that, not our be, friend that was that their... was a very interesting one.
1: Oh, okay. And what did yeah. she do what did she do at, at Robot Chicken?
0: Uh she was a writer. She was one of our oh, okay one of our writers.
1: Cool. Wow, you actually have female writers there. That's cool.
0: Yeah, we started doing <laughs> that a few years ago. Our first female writer was a girl named Jessica Gao.
1: Why does that name sound familiar to me? What, maybe maybe she's like big and famous now and doesn't need robot chicken.
0: Uh, well no, yeah, she does other stuff. She no. was actually on if you watch um uh Silicon Valley. I love that show. She she wrote on that.
1: Oh, well then so she
0: did you see the episode where they they got the garage door and it was all like a crazy porn garage? Door? Yeah, they got
1: the they got the graffiti artist and he yeah. and it was really it was kind of it was obscene. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> it, the <one> she wrote, <laughs> she wrote that one. That, oh my god. That's one of my favorite episodes too. I love that's the that <laughs> Well, next time I yeah. see her,
0: I'll tell her that you love that. No, episode.
1: it's yeah, if you do, tell her. I mean, I love the show. Every episode I laugh so hard I cry. And then <laughs> but I I'm not I'm not kidding you. That episode is one of my favorites. It's you know, there there are a few there's a couple of shows lately that just are to me are really like pushing the envelope with comedy that I think um we haven't seen it in a while, and it's just kind of n- nice and fresh. And Silicon Valley is one. Another one is the League on FX. Uh, again, way I'm, I'm really behind on that yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, it's oh man, the, this this last season was hilarious. I mean, this is just. Uh. Uh, speaking of the League, before we get, I'll say I'm going to plug one more podcast uh, that has we have nothing to do with or we're not connected with. I did put it up on the website though the, a couple of weeks ago. It's called How Did This Get Made? Um, and it's all about movies, uh, that they, they have a discussion about movies. Then how did this get made? And if you go over there, uh, I, I can't remember the website, but you can find it on our all things geek page. Um, and, but a, a few of the people who star in the league host this podcast. So, uh, the guy who plays, um, um, I just went blank. Ruxin's brother-in-law, uh, uh, taco. Uh, no, no, no. That's the guy. That's the other guy's brother. Um, no, the the guy who sort of looks, uh, um, Middle Eastern or something. Uh, he has a beard. Uh, Taco. No. <laughs> oh my God! No, no, no. Uh, I'll I'll think of it in a second. He's hilarious. He's so crazy in the show. Um, and then the plastic surgeon guy. I completely forgot his name. He's hilarious. Uh, Taco. So, no. <laughs> Stop saying taco. There's two <laughs> reasons. You either just you're hungry for tacos, or and or that's just an easy one to remember.
0: That's so. the only name I can name on that show.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you don't know Mark Duplass. Well, he's actually that's the actor's name. So, um, I I like his stuff. Uh, but he did you know that he is uh, his wife is on this show? But he his wife is married to the other character. Hmm, um, interesting. Um. Okay. So Andre Paul. Paul Sheer, he plays Andre, the plastic surgeon, the guy who he's just like the whipping boy of the group. Um, he's he's one of the hosts of How did they How did this get made? Um, and the guy and Jason, I'm not even going to try to say his last name because I'm gonna I'm gonna it's it's I think it's Greek, but anyway, uh, the guy plays Rafi, That's the guy's name, Ruxin's brother-in-law. Uh, And another, and an actress who, I cannot remember her name for for, the life of me right now. Uh, She's been in the league, but she was a small part. But, all right, anyway, check out, (laughs) (laughs) check out how did they do this and start with Con Air. Because they actually talk about Con Air, which I enjoyed. Uh, I love that movie. And then. Uh, but they they rip it apart. But it's hilarious. It's hilarious, and they they do it in front of a live audience, which is interesting too. That mm. episode, anyway. They don't always do it in front of a live audience. But okay, enough about podcasts. Let's focus on our podcast. Let's focus on Mike and Russ time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> ah, there you kind of took a <laughs> cue there. So I'm gonna let you talk about this. This I'm been talking way too much again. So uh, plus, since this is one of your top three favorite movies. You should talk about, it. of course, spoiler warnings. Hopefully, hopefully, people have seen it. If you haven't seen it, you can rent it on Amazon. Uh, I don't think it's on Netflix, but you can check. I'm sure you can get the DVD on Netflix. Uh, I don't think it's on Instant, but um...
0: no, definitely not on Instant. I was I was looking it up,
1: but it's out there. You can find it's from.
0: It, yeah. When, it's, when did this movie from, come out? This is from the '80s.
1: Uh, no, That's... '70s, '70s. Well, see, oh my God, Mike. Mike, uh, uh I'm gonna look it up while no, we're talking about see,
0: it. Yeah, I, th- I think you're wrong. I'm gonna look it up right now. It I might be, be from the late seventies.
1: I, I could be. Did you hear me the other day? The um I was I was so adamant uh talking oh, to Oh see, you are wrong. Nineteen eighty. uh uh Well see? here's where here's where I got I was wrong because in the movie, there's something in the movie we'll talk about it in a moment that has the 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 date 1979 on it. So that's why I was thinking 70s. But they probably uh, okay. they well, probably made the they, movie. Uh, yeah,
0: they probably made it in the in late 19. 70s.
1: Yeah, in late in late 79 or something. It was released in 1980. So this is after he was uh, Christopher Reeve was Superman. Yep. Um, but this this movie didn't really do big at the box office, did it?
0: The movie did not do well at the box office at all, and I don't even know if it would be. I think it. It, I mean, it became one of my cult classics, but I think it just kind of was there, right? It wasn't it Wasn't anything huge, and no one really, really noticed it.
1: And again, the title is "Somewhere in Time," starring Christopher Sorry. Reeve and yeah. Jane Seymour. Yes, Whew. yes. Oh, and Christopher Plummer, who's also a great actor. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Excuse me. And it's it cute. was, it is fantastic. It is definitely one of the best time travel movies out there. It was based on a book by Richard Matheson, who was a, a big uh, uh, writer, and he wrote a couple of the best episodes of Star Trek.
1: Oh, cool! I'd like to read that book. Actually, that that may be kind of the
0: cool. book is interesting. I mean, it, it's there's certain chapters of it where it gets a little weird. Like, um, it, okay, in the in the movie, Christopher Reeve, um, he's kind of like a, a he's got writer's block. He's a playwright. So he goes to this old hotel um near where his old college was called the Grand Hotel which is actually in Michigan. Right, it's
1: supposed to be on Lake Michigan in the movie or is it is it just on a big in, lake? I don't remember.
0: Uh, in the in the movie, I don't know if they actually said it's in Michigan. I don't I think uh he was just driving around. They didn't say where it was.
1: The movie starts uh, out in Chicago.
0: Yeah, and then he gets in his car and he drives cuz he's he he owes his agent and some other producers a play, and he's like, "I I got nothing." So he goes on a little break, right? And he ends up at this hotel. But anyway, the Grand Hotel is is a real place, and it's in Michigan, and there are no cars allowed on the island. Really? So how did they how did
1: they film it then? Cause it's well, like- I
0: mean, you know, it was Hollywood. They said, "Hey, we need a car." So they- so then
1: so then I don't remember for sure, but maybe the only car that we saw was. You only saw his, his that little MG or whatever it was. Yeah, and and the little... rest
0: were all you all saw horses and buggies because that's all they allow on the island. Interesting, With, but that's perfect for the time travel
1: aspect of it because then they can, but then because then they don't have to like you know, oh, I make sure we get all the 1970s cars out of the way because this is 1912. <laughs> you know, um, that's fascinating. So that's it's a really cool looking hotel and on a huge plot of land it looks like too.
0: Yeah, and you can you can actually uh, you know go there. I I was one day planning on a trip to to go there because you know obviously yeah, it's I a, mean it's a, yeah it's a fan fan favorite place to go for the people who love the movie.
1: Especially for you in your top three, Jeez. what are your other two other? This
0: this might actually be my number one movie.
1: Wow,
0: well I, was, I, I mean
1: I guess I'm not too surprised because you've got time travel and Jane Seymour.
0: Yes, and, and we, how do you beat that combination? And
1: I know that both of those things are near and dear to your heart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, yes, they are. Okay, so continue. <laughs> so then, so he he goes to the Grand Hotel to get away from uh, to, yeah, like, take a know, little
0: take yeah. a little break, you know, clear his brain. And he sees a picture of Jane Seymour,
1: right, on the wall, and, on the bird. wall,
0: and uh, he. Literally, you know, kind of falls in love with the picture. He's like, I got to know who this girl is. I have to know everything about her. And it turns out she was an actress way back in like 1912 um, named Elise McKenna, who was like a huge, at the time she was like the biggest, you know, actress ever. Wow. Oh, I I forgot to say one very important part of this. What's that? At the very beginning... He's right. After he'd written his first play, and it was a big success. Of oh, column, yeah,
1: yeah. That's, a, that's important, yeah.
0: This old woman who he'd never seen before walks through the crowd, hands him a watch, and says, come back to me. Right. And you're like, what is that all about? And everyone, everyone around him is like, who's that? And he's like, I've never seen her before. And he looks at the watch, and it's really old. So then he goes, you know, cut to five years this later. watch he's... is
1: almost as old as this lady. <laughs> yeah.
0: So he goes to the Grand Hotel and sees a picture of Elise McKenna as, you know, a very young actress when she was in her prime. He does She's some like
1: research. 25 or something like that, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. He does so some research and uh, goes back and, and checks her out. And it turns out that the old woman who gave him the watch was Elise McKenna, who was in her 80s now. Right. And he's like, oh, my God, what's going on? Right. And he starts obsessing over this, and oh, but he, don't you know, don't
1: forget, he went to the library to look her look, get into information on her, and then it sort of like just fed his obsession with her, right? Because he yeah, knows. well,
0: that's also yeah, that's where he found the 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 old picture of her too, so he knew it was, knows it was her,
1: right? Okay, yeah, that's right, because there was and no name he, on it, yeah,
0: yeah, and then he kind of understands. He's like, how did she know me? And somehow he he makes the connection that he must have gone back in time and. Known her,
1: yeah. That's one question I had. Let's let let's address this here, <laughs> while we're here at this point. He so, because I remember I I rewatched I watched it again today to refresh my memory, and uh, so there's there's a part where he actually looks in the old guest book at the, I think he's at the library or something.
0: No, that's in, yeah. He goes to the the hotel.
1: He found the uh, old hotel registry or whatever you call it, guest register. Or whatever you call it, you know, the book that you sign in when you go in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he found that in the attic of the hotel, right? Because there's a bunch of old stuff up there. Um, so there's a there's a point there where I was confused because maybe I just missed something. But he he sees in in that register because he looks for a certain. I think he was looking at the. Maybe a specific date or somewhere, you know, he knew it was 1912 or something. But anyway, ha- he saw it and he saw his name there and he was like, ah, I knew it. Like he knew that he had been there. And how did he know that?
0: Because when he found that picture of her as an old woman. Right. You know, he how how else would she have known who he was and why else would she say, come back to me?
1: he made kind of a he made kind of a big leap there. It's
0: I a think. it's a little it's a little bit of a leap. I mean, it it didn't ever bump me that he he pieced it together.
1: Okay, so it did you mean bump as in you didn't bother you?
0: Yeah, it wasn't like oh that doesn't make any sense. It was just, you know he he pieced it all together over the period of time when he found the old picture, and he had right. the old watch. So he uh, he knew.
1: So then he goes and and he says, um, "What do you call it?" Uh, he goes to the he goes to like where she used to live or something, right? And there's an old lady there, and she's like, um, "No, she's dead. What do you want, you weirdo?" Or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and he, yeah. she goes, she goes to close the door and him. He's like, "No, no, no! Please, please!" Because he he tells her, "I'm gonna write. A, I'm writing a book about her, and that's why I'm so." interested in her and then she's like uh thanks no thanks she starts to close the door and he goes no no please 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 don't like he's all desperate and stuff and he's like okay i admit it it, it's this isn't about a book it's personal which seems even more creepy but
0: well it wasn't as creepy because he he said look she gave me this watch
1: oh that's right yeah and that
0: lady said she never let this watch out of her sight except for the 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 day there the night she died it vanished and now the lady knows where it went because, yeah, she went out that night, Yeah, she came home, and then she saw him, and uh, that was the night she died.
1: So it was almost like she knew she was dying, and she said, I have to get this to him before I die because he has to come back to me. Yeah. Um. Okay, Mike, this is a question. Maybe it's a question for later, but I, I wonder, too, why she took so long to get back to him because she could have found him. Maybe just because she's like, well, I'm, I'm an old lady, and he's he's a a little boy right now, so I can't, you know.
0: I yeah, she know. had to find him when he was, you know, a young man, and even even if she did find him, he was, you know, fifty years younger than her. So.
1: Oh yeah, so she had to basically she had to find him at a point where he could come back to her and be about the same age. And be yes, know.
0: the same age.
1: Okay, so then he's obsessed. He 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 um, oh, and then he he talks to her. Uh, he's talking to the old lady. She shows him a model of the hotel, the Grand Hotel, in the, in mm-hmm. her room. She goes, oh, yeah, um, she bought that or had that made. She had that made. And then she goes, oh, look, and it's a music box. She opened up the roof, and it plays like what, 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 one of his favorite songs or something?
0: Yeah, it plays uh, one of his favorite songs. Rachmaninoff? His, his most favorite piece of music ever. They say it's Rachmaninoff, but I believe it's Paganini.
1: Oh, well, I see. I don't even know. I mean, I, li- <laughs> I like, I like classical music, but I have no idea. Like, I I have only the most cursory knowledge of any you know composers and stuff. So, I'll take your word for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they would have changed it, but I mm. believe there was some mistake where he says it's Rachmaninoff and it's really Paganini. Mm. Regardless. Yeah. Um, so
1: he. So that that was another thing that tipped that made him. I think kind of pushed him to. Oh, this is something something is weird, yeah, real here, right? Then
0: Yeah, and then and then the big time travel, you know. Oh, yes. Comes in because as he's looking around the apartment, he pulls out a book from a professor that he had it in college. Right. And the book is called Travels Through Time. Right. Yeah. And the, yeah. the old lady says she read that book endlessly.
1: Yeah. So that, and then you, now you start to see, oh, okay, it's all coming together. So he's now, so in order for him, he's like, okay, so he, uh, they sort of jump ahead, I guess, in the sense that they don't really like, so him, like, reading the book and, like, discovering, oh my God, he just kind of goes straight to see his professor after that. And and he's like, oh, did I have you as a student? And he's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> That's well, a good impression. Yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah, nine years ago, he's like, you know, he's like, oh, I, you know, I try to make an impression, but. Um yeah, so it's 9 years, that's a long time. So anyway, I thought that uh, this is this was simple, but it was a nice touch that he didn't just go, "Oh, Christopher, I st- I remember you." You know, he just he didn't remember because it would make sense because you have so many students, uh, you know, like 10 almost 10 years ago, you're unlikely to remember most of them. But anyway, so he talks to the professor. Uh, and he talks about time travel, and then the professor somehow he gets the professor to basically open up and 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 admit, yeah, I I think time travel is real because he says is time travel real? And He goes, oh, that's quite the question, you know. And then and then they <laughs> and then he he gets him to say, yeah, I I think it's real, and I actually think I did it once, but it was only briefly, and it was like a moment or something, right? And yeah, then, and it's
0: it's the e- like this is the easiest time travel, yeah, ever because all you really have the way the way they do it in in uh you know in the movie is if you are in a place that is from like the time you want to go to right you just have to you know be in that place you have to you know have clothes and everything around you has to be reminiscent of that time period right and then if you can basically think your way back hard enough sort of hypnotize yourself in a Yeah way. you'll you know Transition back to that point, point.
1: and he was able. Supposedly, he was able to do that, but only for a few seconds or something. And then something in you know, he wasn't even he he believes he was actually back in time, but there's no way to prove it. And then he he sort of it it, it didn't stick or whatever. It's like it's like in Star Trek when they try to beam you down or something, or you know, yeah, I'm, somebody... lo- <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing him, Captain.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the professors didn't. It didn't really. Take fully And right. then when he came back He said He was exhausted And he was kind of afraid To try it again
1: Right Because he was kind of afraid Of what it would take out of him To do it again I guess So Christopher Reeve now What's his character's name again? I forget
0: um, His name is Give me a minute My mind's going blank Richard Collier
1: yeah, Richard Collier. Okay.
0: So Richard says,
1: uh, I mean, he's convinced now that it, it can work. He thinks it can work. So he, he goes and gets himself old, fat, old-timey clothes that, that, mm-hmm. that he thinks will fit in 1912. Um, and then uh, takes everything out of the room that is any kind of a reminder of, you know, 1979, including even the picture on the wall, which has got like a metal frame on it and stuff. Um he dresses up in the old timey clothes, right? Wait, oh, I was gonna ask you. He has a uh, he has a tape recorder. It's like he's talking to himself. You are in December twelfth, nineteen twelve, 1912, or whatever the date was, because he had a specific date that was in the book that he checked into the hotel, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So he went to go back the day before he checked in. Is that correct? Yes. So he in his he was telling himself, "It is uh, April 17th. 1912 or whatever the day before he he signed into the hotel and he's convinced himself. So when he was listening to that on the on the tape recorder wouldn't that kind of mess things up because it's a tape recorder and would remind well, it it would remind him of 1979?
0: Yes, exactly, which is why he couldn't he couldn't do it. He tried for you know a couple of days and he just he couldn't manage to oh, get back to Oh okay. There. So that's so until, right, yeah. as you you know as you're watching the movie he hits play on the recorder and he's like, "Wait a minute." This is gonna mess me up. So he puts the recorder under the bed. Oh, that's and it just right. Just kind of, you know, does it in his brain, in his head.
1: So he kind of lays on the bed, and then, and he's—it's almost like this, you know, kind of like a uh, crazy yeah. fever dream. Right, right. And then is he kind of falls asleep, I guess, in a way, or, or you could say he hypnotizes himself.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, but it works. Yeah, and he wakes up in what would be that room. From 1912.
1: But the crazy thing is not in a bed. He's in a chair. <laughs> what do you he's mean, in so? a chair
0: because, yeah, and that, that chair was where his bed was.
1: It's a good thing he didn't like wake up and his body was merged with the chair. That, that would be a whole other movie. That would be terrible. <laughs> and it's also a good thing he didn't
0: wake up because the room that he was staying in where he transitioned back was occupied at that time by a couple. So when he gets back Oh, there, that's right. Yeah. He's in the room with two other people and he has to hide in the closet and then sneak out the door.
1: So he I guess looking at the registry, we we could assume that he knew what rooms would be vacant the night before. And so that's why he you well, know No, he
0: knew he knew what room he had to go to. He didn't know what rooms would like would be vacant or anything. He just he just wanted to know that he was there and what room he had.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Is how to, how would he? You know, he should have been more careful because he could have, like you said, he could have woke up in somebody, some couple's bed, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong room." You know, <laughs> he should have looked at the registry and go, "Oh, look, nobody was registered for these three rooms. I'll pick one of those." Yeah,
0: but how would he have gotten into them?
1: Well, because he could have, because he, because he wake, he just so he, then he just gets the room and says, goes down to into the to the concierge or whatever, and says. Hey, this room is kind of stinky. Can I have another room? I I'm, I kind of like this room 212. Can I have that room? You know, and then I, I don't know. Well, well,
0: okay. Well, that's I think that's a little silly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it's not silly cuz if you if you want to time travel, you want to you want to uh try to become you want to you want try to time travel to a place where nobody's going to see you. Cuz you don't yeah, want but... to just materialize out of nowhere and then and then you're, "Oh my god, you're naked." or something
0: well, like well, that. Well, yeah, but I mean a, he didn't know how it work, and B, he would have had to go, okay, back in uh nineteen twelve. Right. I would he would have to hope that, you know, just say room two oh eight wasn't occupied. Well I think at you miss
1: I think you missed what I was saying. He wouldn't have to hope. He had the the, the hotel registry right there, like what person no, checked no, I, in I, at what time and what
0: room. But what I'm saying is in nineteen seventy nine that room, say, might have been occupied by a couple.
1: Well, right. Oh, yeah. In in the present day, yeah, yeah exactly. He would
0: have had to have that room to go back to say the empty room. Yeah, well, my my. None of the rooms were empty <laughs> at the time.
1: Yeah, my 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 guess or my point was, uh, you you, you would have to hope the present day hotel had enough vacant rooms that would hopefully overlap with some of the vacant rooms back then but then that's true. you might be kind of screwed if like oh here's this is the last room today sir here in 1979 and then he looks back and like there are no vacancies in 1912 so now but, I'm screwed right yeah
0: but you know what what if you have the chance to time travel and it's actually going to work i don't think that's going to be first thing on your mind
1: no, but I'm gonna plan that shit to the letter, <laughs> just to the case. letter. I'm gonna be careful because, yeah, I don't want to like, I don't want a Marty McFly moment where you wake you're in, you're in your own bedroom and it's is it's a totally different family than they're like, ah, mommy, daddy, somebody's in the room, you know.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. So anyway,
1: but anyway, so he he, but it works. He wakes up. In 1912, in, a, in a, uh, a big, you know, one of those big chairs, what would you call them? I don't know. there's another uh, name for them.
0: but chaise lounge. Is it a chaise lounge? I, it might I, be. I, don't know. I think so. Maybe. Anyway. So anyway. And he made it. He made it, yes. He actually went back physically in time.
1: Which is pretty cool because you're like, man, I wish uh, that would be cool if that really yeah, worked. So
0: he's, he's now, however old he was, 25 or 30 or whatever, um, back in 1912.
1: So let's kind of jump forward a little bit and he you know um
0: and it becomes yeah then it becomes just a big love story. He Right
1: because now it's a kind of a period piece because you're in 1912 all the people are walking around in old-timey clothes and stuff. He but he goes and sees her uh he hasn't checked into the hotel yet. He but he goes down he oh that one thing I thought was cool is he meets the the old uh in the future in the, or in 1980 or whatever, 1979. He meets uh, he and talks with an old guy who's like an old concierge or something. He works with the. the hotel. He's the
0: bell, the the, the bell bellhop boy, or whatever.
1: Yeah. And he's like an old guy, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And then he see he meets him again when he's a when he's a little boy. <laughs> the old guy is a little boy in 1912.
0: Yes, yeah. They have they have little things like that. Like they do that in the beginning, where when he first goes to the hotel in 1979 and he meets this old bellhop, he says. Uh, you know, thanks a lot, Arthur. That was the bellhop's name, and the guy, the old guy, looks at him and goes, "Do I know you? You seem very familiar."
1: Oh, I see, I missed that. that was then, a little. And then when he goes hint. back
0: and he sees the Arthur as the little boy, he says, "I'll see you around, Arthur," and that's what kicks in the. That's why Arthur remembered him because right. he was nice to him.
1: Right, right. So
0: cute little things like that.
1: That little boy was cute too. Uh, I don't know if he if he really looked like the old guy, or the old Arthur, but yeah. Uh, you know what was, i thought that was cool uh i don't well the 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 ball that he was playing with looked like a big version of the dodgeballs we had no it was Manchester a big school.
0: kickball yeah
1: A kickball yeah it was a kickball they that's right cuz the kickballs were usually bigger than the dodgeballs but it's the same red rubber material that's yeah um but then again maybe they've had that kind of uh rubber ball since the beginning of time i don't know you know since, <laughs> 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 you know, since the the nineteen teens or whatever, yeah, know, since at least so, nineteen hundred. Yeah. Um. Uh, so then he meets her. He he he. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to ask you about. So he he goes up to her. She's she's by the lake or whatever, and he goes down and and she's like, "Are you him?" Or what does he she say? She uh,
0: says, "Is it you?"
1: Is it you? Yeah, that's that's much more romantic. <laughs> Are you him? <laughs> Are you the guy? <laughs> Are you him? Are you the dude? <laughs> um and he of course to him he's thinking, "Oh my god, she already knows who I am. This is perfect." But then but then that kind of goes out, "What what was she really saying there? Was that really was she expecting Well, the love that was of the her story life?
0: that her her director or her uh agent or whoever uh Christopher Plummer played. He's he basically said someone will come along someday and want to take you away from all this.
1: Oh okay okay In and the, she, uh, yeah
0: she looked into Christopher Reeves eyes and she's like holy shit i love this guy already and that's why she said is it you
1: yeah, that's right. And then Christopher Plummer, he's a creepy old guy because he's, like, known her since she was 16. He's been working with her as their agent or whatever, or he's whatever they called her call yeah. him back then, manager or whatever. But he's really possessive. He doesn't want to lose her as – she, he doesn't want her to, like, fall in love, get married, and, and leave the theater because she's his cash cow, basically.
0: Well, yeah, and she's she is the greatest actress of the time, and he right. knows it. He's, like, she's she's great. And he didn't want her to drop out, which eventually she does because you know.
1: Yeah, but she doesn't do it because she falls in love and get married. She does it because the man, the love of her dreams, disappears. Oh, oh we jump forward. That's all right. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler Again. alert. Um. So yeah, it's kind of a love story from here on out. Love is kind of um, you know, love, and even even the music is sort of old timey music because they use that classical music and stuff. But it's um. Uh, but uh, doesn't? Oh, she's and he's humming. This is kind of uh made me think of Back to the Future too. He's humming this tune. She's like, "Oh, who's that?" It's like, "Oh, it's such and such by Rachmaninoff. And oh, she's like, "Oh, really? I've never. I love Rachmaninoff, but I've never heard that tune." And it's like when Marty's playing uh Johnny Be Good, and yeah, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and the other guy, the 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 guitarist who couldn't uh, who cut his hand, he's like uh Colin, and he's like Chuck. Chuck, it's it's Marvin, Marvin Barry, your cousin. He's like, <laughs> you know that new sound you're looking for. It's like, oh, so he introduced um, this song to the past or something. Uh, of course, that's not what happened, but that it was it was uh, reminding me of that. And who knows? I, you never know. Robert Zemeckis might have even kind of thought that might have been a little nod to somewhere in time. We don't know.
0: We do not know.
1: You know, somewhere in time, may have been a big inspiration for Robert Zemeckis and his old creation. Been he, he
0: could have, that could have been his uh, top three movies.
1: Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. You never know. The world may never know. <laughs> so okay, so um,
0: so okay. there's there's a bit of a romance. They right. you know they get together. They start hanging out. They start doing stuff. And there's tension because
1: her manager, uh, Christopher yeah. Plummer, is like. He's trying to break them up. He, he's like, he's convinced it's going to ruin her career. And he's, he, you know, anyway, he's in He's a total asshole. Um, they fall in love. They, 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 they um, have sex or whatever. And they, it's all romantic. And like you said, um, oh, well, yeah, here's a question Here's This is, this is a question. I, I, I missed it, but I wonder if you know this. Uh, in this room in 1979, there's a fireplace, but it's one of those things where the fireplace is old and they don't use it anymore. So it's like bricked up. It's just, it just has the hearth and stuff, you know, in the mantle, but it doesn't have, it, there's no hole for the fire. You can't even, you know, there's not even, it's just like a wall right in the opening where the fireplace was. Is there an actual, a working fireplace in the olden times in their room? Um. But I don't know. It's not the same room, but I'm just wondering if. I don't, if like,
0: I don't remember. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember seeing a fire maybe in the room.
1: It, maybe it doesn't matter because it's not really this. It's he, you know, he's not in the same room. But yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Anyway,
1: <laughs> anyway, so it's like all oh, lovey dovey, and they're gonna live happily ever after. But
0: but see, this is this is where it it really got me when I had first watched it because this was one of the biggest. Ooh, talk about a twist ending. Yeah, yeah. This was a huge ending. Like. When, when he, in 1979, when he was buying all the stuff, he bought the clothes, he bought the money of that time, he bought everything of that time. Right. And as he was putting it all in his pockets and stuff, he accidentally put a bunch of uh, what was modern-day money in with him. Right. And he starts looking through his stuff, he's like, I shouldn't be doing this. So he takes all the modern-day money out, and he puts it in an ashtray under the bed. Right. But what he forgot he was one penny. A penny, yeah. So as he's standing there and they're mapping out their whole lives and saying they love each other and they're going to spend the rest of their lives together and she's making fun of his suit, he goes, oh, but it's great because it fits me and it's got all these pockets and he pulls out a coin and it's the penny from 1979. And when he sees that, he's just, he, you know, it instantly brings him back to, you know, I shouldn't be in this time or does something to his brain or whatever and sends him back to the, the future. He, there's that,
1: back to the future again. <laughs> yeah, there it is, Robert um, Zemeckis. But what I thought was kind of funny, too, not funny, I mean, was kind of a cool part of the story was, uh, through the movie, I guess people kind of comment on his clothes, like he has old clothes. It's a very nice looking suit, but apparently it's like 10 years old. It's 10 years yeah. out of style. Like, people don't dress that way. He's He got it off by like 10 years. I mean, it wouldn't, it wasn't like they were like, what are you, some sort of time traveler? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's just like he—he looks kind of maybe like he's poor, like he—he he can't afford a new suit or something because it's like ten years old, it's out of style. Uh, and she jokes with him like, and he—so that's when th- he—she jokes with him. They—they they had you know just um, fooled around or whatever. And he's so he goes to put his shirt on and stuff. He's like, no, look at this, this is a great suit. And I remember watching it, and today I'm like, oh, this is this is it. It's coming. He's gonna <laughs> find the penny. Oh no. Because that is a very—it's a very poignant moment when he finds it, and and they—it's pretty cool how they did. There's one—the way he reaches out to her looks kind of goofy to me, but uh, that's a aside from that. I mean, it's it's a great scene because she's looking at him like she can tell something's wrong with him, uh, and then and then she's like, Richard, Richard, and he's like going, oh, and you can see it. it's almost like he's falling into a dark tunnel and falling away from her.
0: And she's like, Pulled yeah. back through time, yes
1: Um, now Here's a question for you, what about Do, do you think his body Just disappeared back then, or did His, or did his body, like, die back then?
0: Uh, it just disappeared, I mean I would say from the way she was Kind of screaming and reaching out For him, it was I would say it probably kind of faded Like he's fading away, kinda, yeah. yeah, like it just kind of dissolved
1: Because she didn't actually go up and grab him She was probably just sort of, like, flabbergasted You know,
0: yeah, um and then he appeared back in nineteen seventy nine in whatever room they'd been in, and he kinda stumbles back to his own room, trying desperately to get back to nineteen twelve. Right, right. But he he, he can't, you know. Oh yeah, his-
1: and he's trying to force it. he's like, I gotta go back, I gotta go back and he's like getting he he's literally making himself sick because
0: Yeah, see that was that was the one part that I was a little like iffy on because you know, clearly he'd been there, you know, he'd stayed in the room and been trying to do this for probably a week or so. Right. And he didn't eat. He wasn't sleeping. All he was trying to do was get back. And like he, he stumbled around by the lake and went to the places yeah. that they went. <laughs> and I'm didn't. like, you know, I can understand you being really, really depressed, but to yeah. just basically give up on life and not, not even eat, not even drink or however long it took him to die of malnutrition.
1: They also sort of did that movie trope where he's like, when he was walking by the lake, he's like all bundled up in a coat, and he's like, (laughs) he's holding it, and he's like, (laughs) uh," you know, it's like that. (laughs) It's sort of a scene you've seen a million times is like, this 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 distraught guy like walking down and he's like hugging himself with this coat like oh, oh, this is horrible and then you know, yeah. he goes in in the it's funny because he's walking by the lake and you see the lake in the background which is the the uh but then but it, which is the lake by the hotel and then but then all of a sudden you see some paper fly by and there's then he's like goes to sit down on the picnic bench and there's like all kinds of trash and stuff laying around i'm like Wait, did they really let the grounds of the hotel go 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 bad? No. Well, I think they... was,
0: that was, that was just to show, like, back in 1912, how clean they kept everything. And yeah, and and in it... the 80s, they were like, ah, let's just.
1: It reminded me of that old commercial in the 70s with the Indians are crying because <laughs> the the litter on the highway. Remember the single tear
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: from the guy who was Indian, but he wasn't even Native American. He was an Italian guy. The actor. Yeah. Did you know that?
0: I did know that. Yes.
1: Yeah. Anyway, but that's a, <laughs> that's
0: a that's a different story.
1: That's a different story. So, um,
0: yeah, so he, then
1: uh, basically, well, you. I'll let you finish up. What happens? Maybe pe- yeah, he, Hopefully, he, people he, have watched this movie before they listen to all this. But, <laughs> and if not, if not, they won't be. You know, we spoiled it a long time ago. So go ahead.
0: So he, you know, uh, the bellhop comes to his room, and you hear a, like frantic pounding on the door because he hasn't right. answered the door and however long, and they get the manager, they burst in, they find him in bed, he's all bundled up, he's pale, he's gone, his eyes are sunken, and he's dying. I mean, he basically let himself go enough that he was like, I don't want to live anymore without her, so. But he's sitting in the chair in a
1: catatonic state. He was on bed. Uh, oh yes, right. He was. He was
0: in the chair. Because they looking actually out the pick, window. Yeah,
1: they actually pick him up and quick. We got to get him in the bed. You grab his legs. No, they actually both kind of one guy. They get on both sides. You know, and they grab his legs and his arm. You know, and then they lay him down, and then they call the ambulance and stuff. And then
0: yeah, they call the doctor and and then you know he's he's fading. Like you see yeah. the the whole you know the whole camera rise above his body and he's watching the whole process. And then uh, you drift in through the clouds. And, and now
1: it's now fade to white.
0: Yeah, he goes. He goes to heaven, and he's back dressed in his nineteen twelve attire. He's young again, very healthy, and he sees young Jane Seymour or Elise McKenna waiting in the clouds for him. Right. And G- so yeah. they they finally got together back in in heaven. Right. And everything ended nicely.
1: And they lived happily forever in in forever heaven. and forever in in, in it's forever. In the, in, yeah. <laughs> If you live in heaven, if you die and then go you go to heaven, are you living in heaven? Maybe it's like another life, your soul. Well, your soul lives on or whatever, you know. That's, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We, need, <laughs> we we need to talk to a clergyman or something about that's that. That's what they say. Um, and, and the heaven was sort of the stereotypical heaven of the clouds and the white. Yeah, and, you know.
0: And it was really just just a way to get them together, so it right. wouldn't be a really? terrible tragic. Yeah,
1: I, I do. You do you think that somebody said we can't end it like that? That's horrible. Like somebody said, well, "No, we need a happy ending." Or do you think that was like sort of the the plan all along?
0: Well, I can't I honestly can't remember how the book ended. Oh, okay. Um I read the book a long time ago, and the only part of the book that I remember clearly is at one point when he was trying to go back in time and repeating it to himself, there's actually a chapter in the book and I want to say it's like 5 pages long of just him repeating the same line again and again. It's right. August or April 15th, 1912, and it's literally five pages of that sentence.
1: Wow. <laughs> and I was like, really, Whoa. you
0: didn't need to do this. You could have put a <laughs> couple sentences in and said, "Oh, he continued to repeat it throughout the night and everybody would have got it."
1: But maybe they're doing that for effect cuz in the movie, the way they do it in the movie is sort of you kind of get that that feeling like, "Man, this is he's really doing this over and over and over and over." Like really trying to kind of Force himself into a trance or something
0: Yeah
1: Uh, It sort of goes You know his time travel thing His method of time travel I guess Reminds me of You know this The concept of astral projection Where some people believe You can You can sort of hypnotize yourself And then like Project your soul You know Anywhere in the world you want to And you are you know You can sort of like Go fly around In in a Without a body or something
0: Yeah that's like uh... No I can't remember what it's called um.
1: Well, I just said astral projection, but there's some, your thing is yeah. Well, there's else? another
0: thing that that people like. I know that the army used to try to do it, and they would get people these people who could supposedly do this to spy on other countries. Oh, <laughs> they could, uh, you know, supposedly see where the military bases were and how many trucks and you know missiles they yeah, had. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't you know, remember the name of it.
1: Um. Yeah, I think they, I think the the military and like CIA and stuff tried a lot of that stuff. Like, if it just, even if there's like, well, it could be fake, but if it's real, we could really use it. You know, so, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah.
0: if it works.
1: The, um, that reminded me that um, you should check out a documentary on uh, Netflix called um, "The Honest Liar." I think it's called. It's it's a documentary about the the amazing Randy. Are you familiar with him?
0: Um, no, I'm not
1: He's a magician uh, who has made it his life's work To um, to sort of debunk uh, people out there who are scamming others Not magicians, but people who are dishonest liars Because he says magicians are honest liars They tell you, I'm going to fool you I'm going to do illusions I'm going to trick you I'm going to do a magic trick But his problem is with people who say I'm a psychic, I can talk to your dead grandmother's dog You know and and he's like, no, those people are fake. And then uh, he's like, I would like them to be real, but I have no reason to believe they're real. So he actually started a foundation that said, if anybody can prove that this stuff is real, he'll give him like a million dollars or something. I, don't, I can't remember exactly what the money is. But anyway, the Amazing Randys. But he, the, they, they actually go into a whole section where they're um, – he was hired by scientists who were studying um, – People who claim to be telekin not well telekinetic or also just telepathic, and he and he said and his his thing was he would talk to the to the um, scientists and say look here's how these people will try to fool you, so if you know that these tricks then you can change your test to make it tougher for them to fix it, and then he actually hired a couple people to be the test subjects. So in other words, he was like working for the scientists, but he was always trying to also trying to trick the scientists because his idea is he wanted to expose the whole thing and say like, now look, you scientists are, are so blinded by your own confirmation bias that you're overlooking glaring uh, examples of these people fooling you, you know, pulling the wool over your eyes. Anyway, it's a fascinating documentary. You should see it. Mm,
0: I'll have to check it out. But the name of that, that um, stuff that I was telling you is called Remote Viewing.
1: Oh okay. Oh, I know. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard that term, but that makes sense. So they're not actually like projecting their soul or something, but somehow they can see stuff. They're saying they claim they can see stuff in another. Yeah, they location. can see stuff from from
0: wherever, or wherever location. They're That'd, be cool. can, That'd be pretty cool. It'd be great cool. to be able to do, but I don't. Yeah. I don't really think it's ever worked.
1: You could be a fly on the wall. <laughs> yes. Or you know, peeping tom or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mostly, most yeah. people would probably be the peeping tom.
1: Yeah. Uh, or, you could also you know use the remote viewing to try to find out what people are saying behind your back, but then what if you went that did it and you're like, Oh, so what are Bob and Jane saying about me now? <laughs> oh, this remote viewing has no sound <laughs> and I can't read lips. what are they saying
0: should planned, should have planned better
1: yeah should have should have thought that through that's what you get for uh using your powers for evil.
0: That's right. With great power comes great responsibility.
1: Exactly, Uncle Ben. <laughs> okay, so we now we've uh, so is there anything else you want to say about Somewhere in Time except for, you know, um how how much you love it? <laughs>
0: um no, it's I mean, truly really just a fantastic movie. And it's it's a nice little romance, it's a great time travel movie. So everybody should at least give it a shot.
1: Well, we hope they did it before they got this far, but oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's totally ruined No, I think they could still enjoy it But, you know, yeah And it's maybe one of those movies they don't like I mean, because you really have to I think you have to appreciate period movies Because most of the movie is a period film Yeah, it's, from
0: 1912 yeah.
1: Um, I want to also call bullshit on the no vehicles on the island Because how, how do they truck in the supplies? This hotel is huge
0: Well, I mean, you can easily truck in supplies these days With, uh, you know I'm sure they they may allow some sort of delivery delivery deli- like a delivery truck, you know, yeah. once a month or whatever. But it, they just don't want cars driving all over and polluting the island and things like Is that.
1: Is this island in Lake Michigan? By the way, do you know?
0: Uh, I don't know exactly. I mean, I could look that up. I have the internet right here.
1: Yeah, I have the internet in front of me as well. Yeah. So.
0: It's called the. Uh, Mackinac Island.
1: Mac Mac, what is it? Oh, Mac. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: <clears throat>
1: excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, I should edit that out. I always say that, but then I never edit it out because it. No, you it's know, better. I it's
0: better when you don't. Because it's real. Is it like it's, just? Feels it's real, real, Russ. It's real.
1: Well, then I say I still say excuse me, and I apologize. So.
0: Well, that's that's good.
1: Uh. So, um, yeah, that's uh, Jane Seymour is lovely as always in this movie. I mean, I think she's still a beautiful woman today. She's she's old enough to be my mother, I guess, but still, you know. <laughs> she's a lovely woman.
0: She is a lovely woman.
1: Um, is she related to Stephanie Seymour at all? Um, you know the model. Do you remember Stephanie Seymour? Off
0: offhand, I don't know.
1: Hmm. Maybe I don't
0: know. She could be. I mean. But I'm sure Seymour is quite a popular last name. Yeah. I'm sure you're not related to every See, other Wooten there is.
1: No, no. Maybe maybe distantly, but I don't know. Probably not. Well, we're all related in some way to the, you know... We
0: are all brothers or sisters. We're all brothers. We're, we're all part of the human race.
1: What was that song, Up With People? Do you remember that song from the 70s? No. Uh, there's a whole... I don't know. It's just the whole brotherly love sort of movement, you know. We should just love one another. We should. Um, It's like that Coca-Cola commercial. I'd like to teach the world to sing (laughs) in perfect (laughs) harmony. Oh, whatever. Okay. Uh, We we kind of—I don't know how long we've gone on. Uh, Let's see. We've well, we've gone a little over an hour, so we should wrap this up. But do you want to do your time? Not time quandary uh, now, or do you want to save it for the next episode?
0: Um, well, I guess I could ask now, and then you okay. could answer in the next one.
1: Yeah, let's do that because I think there's a because that conversation could go on for a while, and and I don't want to have a you know a really long uh, podcast. So I'd rather I try to keep them. You know, we should try to keep them around an hour or so. Yeah. So, and then um, it'll
0: give the the our view our listeners, however many we have, three or four, right. Uh, time to consider.
1: Think about it, yeah. Okay, so it's not really a time quandary, but it's it. I think it's still related because it's a uh, – would you say an alternate universe it's, quandary? Yeah, it's an
0: alternate reality kind of thing. So there's a theory that for every decision you make, um, an alternate reality is created. So right. like if you're supposed to turn left and you turn right instead – there's one you who actually turned left and that person goes on in their reality and and you know lives their life so for there's billions of alternate realities so for um for whatever your dream fantasy life is like when you close your eyes and go to bed at night and you're like man I wish my life was this
1: it probably exists somewhere in some somewhere universe.
0: out there in those realities there is a russ wooten who is living your perfect fantasy life, which is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, I and mean, that's pretty – I mean, you know, I I often think sometimes like that, you know, that, uh, you know, it's like maybe things aren't going so well, so well right now, but it's nice to think that somewhere there's a Russ out there. <laughs> Some, who's a,
0: somewhere there's a Russ out there who is – I don't know what your fantasy life is, but know. if it's – whether it's to be a rock star – or to be, you know, the, the greatest artist in the world, or perhaps even the greatest web designer? No. Who that's, can say? Only, only no, Russ can answer that.
1: That's no one's desire. I don't
0: <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So you're, uh, the, the Russ that's living your perfect life, your dream life, you're, you're told is going to die, say, within the next 30 minutes.
1: Oh, see, you didn't tell me this before.
0: Well, okay. Well, he, we, we won't even put that stipulation on it. He's he's going to die
1: because that would change my whole. No, the whole idea. Yeah, this changes everything. Oh man, okay. this is. So you 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 posited this, uh, or not posited? Uh, you you presented this quandary to me the other day, and you said nothing about the guy, uh, that that was, he was about to die or something like that. You said he would die, if you took his place.
0: No, no, no. He was well. Maybe I I posited it wrong. Okay. But it's really just, he's going to die. Okay. He's about to die. And you're offered the opportunity to switch places with him. Okay. So you're kind of switching consciousness. You, your brain, your, your consciousness, the rust that you are, gets put in his body. And you know, you know everything now that he knows. They give you his memories so you're not lost over there. And – his consciousness, although there isn't any now, will come into your body, which will mean that you are dead in this reality.
1: My body here dies. Your
0: body here dies. So everyone in this reality, your family, your friends, everyone, to them, you're dead. Right. But you're in, in reality. You're living in another reality. You have now taken over his life, and you're perfectly happy and, and fine. So the question is, would you do it?
1: Um, so you know for a fact that, that other Russ is going to die, or that other perversion of yourself is going to die. Yes. Uh, but you could stay here and continue living your life, whoever knows how long, if you wanted to.
0: Yeah, you don't. You don't have to. You're go. not.
1: You're not going to die. In, uh, in, you know, any anytime soon necessarily. You're just, uh, but you know, the other version of you is going to die. So you can choose to switch places with that other version. That other version will die in this universe. Uh, after you change, after you switch bodies or whatever, um, and you will continue on. So instead of him dying in that universe, uh, him, you, <laughs> he slash you will continue. He, well, it's you now in the other. It's you, version, yeah. So. so
0: to everyone in that universe, you're yeah. just everything is normal.
1: Oh, well, I'm glad. You know what? I'm glad that you uh we're not going to talk about this now cuz this is this brings up whole other elements and we can discuss it next time cuz i'd like to actually next time i'd like to discuss uh, a little bit of what i what i thought was the original idea and then what you're presenting now so uh, yeah there's like two i have two completely different answers for those <laughs> scenarios so i'll yeah so i'll answer for what you just put out there and then i'll also answer for what i thought what thought was but was before was before um, I can choose to take anyone's place. That's another version of me. But in doing so, it will kill them. And oh I, no, and, no! And then I will continue. So then, yeah. So that's a whole other discussion. But um, yeah. oh, okay.
0: That, yeah, that's that's just this one is just for the Russ living your perfect dream life.
1: Right. Right. That's something to think about. Hmm.
0: It's an interesting. It's an interesting question. I will say that I've asked this to three people. Well. Yes. No, four people, including yourself. Okay. And um, I haven't heard your answer yet, but I, I have a guess at what you'll say. Okay. But to the other th- the other three people I asked, I was wrong on all of them. So you suspected
1: that they would say one thing, and they said something different.
0: Yes. Sort of I asked the them, uh, the two friends and my wife, and I thought that I would get um, two no's and a yes, and I got two yeses and a no. Wow!
1: Yeah, that's a, that's interesting.
0: It was very interesting, and I'll I'll, I'll tell you that whole story next time we we uh we get on this.
1: Yeah, that'll be a whole other. We could almost do the whole ne- whole next podcast all about this this quantum. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. But they'll have people will have to wait till next time. <laughs> time. 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 I wonder if there's a little, I wonder if there's a um... You need a little reverb. Yeah, a little reverb. <laughs> yeah, you actually, I can do that in GarageBand. That's, that's, the uh, um, I'm not being paid for that plug, but that's what I use to <laughs> edit the podcast. But yeah, I could put a little reverb there, like, every time I say time, time, time. Um, yeah, that'll...
0: <laughs> that'll be an interesting one.
1: Um, so, it, we may not talk about a movie next time then, but, um... Uh, the next time we do talk about a time travel movie, what would you like to discuss?
0: Uh, I mean, you brought it up, so we could do a Hot Tub Time Machine.
1: Yeah, maybe. Nay, that's a good one. It's good maybe success. we could
0: do. Wait, how about we do a Hot Tub Time Machine Two?
1: Okay, or we could do a
0: double double feature. Double feature. Well, if we if we have time, 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 because <laughs> that question might take up a lot of uh, re- uh, real estate.
1: Yeah, may yeah maybe maybe what we'll do next week uh, is we'll try to um, we'll we'll take the bulk of it for the quandary and then maybe do a little quick review of Hot Tub Time Machine because we already talked about it a little bit this episode and then then the next episode we'll we'll watch and review the um, the sequel.
0: Mm, sounds good.
1: Sounds good to me too.
0: See now I'm excited about hearing your answer.
1: <laughs> but you're gonna have to wait.
0: I know, so you gotta stop uh, working so hard, so we can get to the podcast sooner.
1: Yeah, you might have to wait a whole other week. I don't know, <laughs> but we might, um, we might actually this podcast might actually uh, leapfrog, um, uh, what's the other podcast? Pat and Chris's podcast. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. Well, I'm not sure. I think they they may not have gotten a chance to podcast, but they, but Pat gave me his blessing. He said, "Go ahead, don't don't hold back, Marty. For me, just do it." Just, just go it. for it. He, he gave me his best um, Shia LaBeouf. Just do it.
0: Do it. Does, Have you seen that video? He say, does he say that a lot?
1: No, he created a video on with him walking back and forth in front of a green screen, just saying, just do it. Yesterday you said tomorrow. And today, it's today, tomorrow. Whatever. He's like, <laughs> just do it stop putting your life on hold or something like that. And it's one of those things where he was just being artsy fartsy. I think he knew that people would take that and edit it and do all, I mean, obviously cause he was in front of a green screen.
0: Mm. So anyways, anyway, so that will pretty much end. Uh, That'll Marty's.
1: do it for our podcast, uh, this episode, this week, whatever. Um, thank you everybody for joining us here on Marty. Once again,
0: and yeah, we got it. one day I have to find out how many people do join us.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I need to figure that out. I'm not sure. I know that we uh have a certain number of subscribers on our RSS feed on the, on the website, but I don't know how many people actually subscribe on iTunes and I don't know if there's a way we can tell how many people actually listened. I'm Not sure. I'm sure there's a way.
0: What sure we should do way. is give out one of our uh Email addresses, probably not email addresses, but maybe a, a, a Twitter so people can hit us up and say, hey, Mike and Russ, I listen to your podcast.
1: Hmm. Yeah, they could do that. Yeah. We yeah could, I, uh,
0: I could give out my Twitter because that's very easy.
1: Yeah, and nobody ever tweets you because you no don't tweet. One, no one ever tweets me. Because you don't tweet. You're not much of a Twitterer. Tw- Twitterer. I, t- I Twitter
0: every now and then. I'm, I'm more Instagram and that's usually pictures of my dog. But well, my, but your my Twitter. Cute. If anybody's listening and wants to say, "Hey, we listen to your podcast and it's awesome," uh, my Twitter is Mike Fasolo. One nine eight seven.
1: It's actually Mike Fasolo.
0: It is Mike Fasolo. Okay. Nineteen eighty-seven.
1: F A S O L O.
0: Yep, all one word.
1: Fasolo. Yep. Say it like you can say it like, um, like Jabba the Hutt.
0: Fasolo. <laughs> Yes you can So yeah um, If you listen If you like the podcast If you hate it Just uh, send out a tweet
1: I just went silent for no reason I don't know
0: <laughs> I just like spaced were out you, Were you shocked That I gave out my Twitter?
1: Yeah Now you you could, you might gain a, Like 20,000 followers Because we might I, have... might
0: I might lose followers now
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah they're like Ah oh, Screw that guy <laughs> Oh, and then one person will follow you, and then they're like they'll unfollow you because you never tweet anything. All he does is tweet when the podcast up. I don't need to know that.
0: Yeah, or if or if nobody actually made it to the end of this podcast, they they wouldn't wouldn't have gotten it.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, hopefully we had a few people at least get to the end. At least one. At least one. Yeah,
0: maybe it's the future making future us. <laughs> it's probably. Two and it's future Mike and future Russ and they are laughing at us. They're
1: listening in the future to like old, old, <laughs> old dusty podcasts. They they dust it off and they're like listening. They're listening to this like in, straight into their brain. They don't even have to use their ears anymore.
0: Future Future Russ is probably saying that was a stupid Twitter handle you had, Future yeah. Mike.
1: Oh, what an idiot! <laughs> and and Future Mike is like, so yours is just Russ Wooten. You don't even <laughs> have any numbers in it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, uh, I'm these so... These dicks, man. I hate those guys. <laughs> if you're listening, future Mike and Russ,
0: screw yeah. you! Screw you, or hurry up and get... Oh, that was one... We, we should probably save this for the next one, too. You were supposed to think of a date when we were supposed to get the time machine.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right, because we want to... Yeah, we want an experiment to say uh, we're going to get a time machine on a certain date and... And uh, and then if we plan it, then we'll actually uh, it'll happen. Uh, come back on that day or something like that. Yeah, and then if we meet our future selves, we'll know.
0: All right. So there's two things we got to do. We got to discuss this. This your answer to the question, and you got to pick a date for the the time machine arrival.
1: All right, man. I got a lot of work to do. Jeez.
0: Plus all your other work that you do all the time.
1: Yeah, this podcast is becoming a job.
0: And get a new van.
1: And I don't get any money for it either. But just do it for the love, the love, the love of Mike and Rust time.
0: Yeah, Mike and Rust time. Yeah.
1: This podcast is copyright 2015, Mike Solo and Russ Wooten. Mike and Rust time, yeah, is a part of the Uplate Network at russandpat.com.